You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have Maddie Mullins from Memphis Mayfire, uh, a new buddy of mine introduced to me by John Beatty from the Brutally Speaking podcast. Uh, Maddie and I have uh, really kind of hit it off. It's kind of nice. It, it happens a lot on this show, but um, able to keep in touch and and trying to work some things out for each other and and uh it's an awesome thing so cheers to maddie for coming on what an amazing dude with so many different talents um you know he's he's got the band he's got barbecue he's got all this influencer stuff he's doing um just a great dude and when i heard him on john's podcast um i had not heard maddie before and hearing him on john's podcast i was like i need to talk to this dude because he's got so much going on and it was fascinating stuff um, so hopefully we're able to do the same thing and bring that to you today. Um, and I think it's going to be a, a solid, a solid episode. So anyways, I want to get some business out of the way before we jump into this one. Uh, peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or questions, comments, anything like that, uh, just to reach out and say, Hey, I do appreciate all the messages we've been getting. Um, it seems to have gone up quite a bit over this last year, which is great. Um, and I try to respond to everything uh, in a very timely manner. So if I if you've emailed me and I have not gotten back to you, I apologize. Um, it may have slipped through the cracks, and I do I hate to say that, but it, it does happen sometimes. So if it was important, definitely hit me up again. If I have not responded, um, I got a lot of um, 
I need to get good at organizing that stuff. I'm terrible at that. So um, that's one of my things I need to work on. But uh, nonetheless, if I haven't gotten back to you, hit me up again um, and just give me a reminder and I will get back to you for sure. I uh, definitely want you guys to join the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. We've been doing a lot of things on there lately. Um, I throw things up there kind of last minute sometimes as far as, hey, tonight I'm doing this. You want to jump on and do these past casts or this guest is coming on. Um, it's it's kind of a way to, to keep in touch a little bit better. Um, so definitely join that. Uh, also the Twitch. Uh, it is twitch.tv slash Podcast, And we do as many episodes as we can live on there. Uh, for you guys to check out. And then also the videos then live in the premium service, which is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. That gets you all the episode uh, videos. It gets you the past cast, which is me talking to other podcasters and now other listeners about their favorite episodes of the show. And then also the ad-free feeds. You don't have to sit through all the ads that kind of interrupt the the flow of the conversation, but also uh, they are important because they do keep the lights on, keep us rolling here at the show. So uh, thank you guys for bearing with all that. And thank you guys for all your support and help over the last five years. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we're going to jump into this one, guys. I'm not going to ramble too much. I try not to uh, when I can. But uh, as always, uh, I end up going off on tangents here and there. So without further ado, here is my chat with the man himself, Matty Mullins from Memphis May Fire. Maddie Mullins, welcome. What's up to the podcast, Thanks, my friend? Man. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, dude. I, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a journey. I was I was gonna originally reach out through um, uh, Dave Shapiro, but uh, he had some personal stuff come up that he was dealing working through. Um, so I let that go because <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, hit him up again with that and so uh we connected through my buddy john our mutual buddy john over the brutally speaking podcast and yep. uh so thanks to him for for introing us together but uh 
Yeah, I've been stoked to do this, dude. Awesome. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for having me. How was uh how was the the run you guys just did? Bro. <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> we've 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 literally never toured at that level. Like we've done massive shows, Soundwave and like, you know, festivals and stuff and even played like a few festivals that were, you know, in arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, but never been on like a like a tour package that was playing arenas, you know? So like, it's just three bands. It's just us, Papa Roach and Breaking Benjamin, these like massive, like iconic bands. And then we, you know, we come in, we're like, do we even belong here, dude? Uh, (laughs) But it was really awesome, man. Their crowd was so cool. And our fans showed up too. And it was just like start to finish. It was perfect. So. Dude, that's rad. That's rad. Uh, That's a huge, that's a huge tour, man. Yeah, it was crazy. I literally, I said in an interview like six months ago, someone was like, are you guys going to tour in 2021? And I was like, no, we're going to let other bands go out and just kind of see how it goes. We just want to, you know, make sure that like it's the right time. I was like, unless, you know, like Breaking Benjamin or Papa Roach asked us to go out, then we would do it. Literally (laughs) verbatim said that. And then then we got this offer that was both of them. And I'm like, we're going out. We're going to do it. Uh, So, yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise. It was very cool. You just manifested that yeah. 100% accuracy. Literally, like the only two <laughs> bands that I mentioned is the craziest thing. So, yeah, it was awesome. Dude, I love that. I love that. And you're out there grilling on the on tour? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I have like a bunch of Traegers and they make this... Uh, this real compact one called the Ranger and I brought it out and I was grilling for us. I was grilling for the guys in breaking Ben too. It was just a good time, man. We had a lot of good hangs, a lot of off days on that, on that run. So a lot of time to grill. Dude, I, I, I'm trying to think, I think John is the one who mentioned to me that you were into grilling. And when I saw that, so is the, the Ranger similar to the tailgater? It's about half the size of the tailgater, um, about half the grilling capacity as well. Um, but the cool thing about the Ranger is, is that it's got a, it comes with a cast iron searing plate. Mm -hmm. So you can, you put that thing on and if you're cranking it up to like 450, the grill is like their max, the max temp is 450. That cast iron gets to like 900, you know, so you can, you can really get a proper sear on there. So without cast iron smoke it you know like i like to do steaks fillets whatever like 30 minutes to an hour at like 225 get the temp up like you know 5 10 degrees away and then do a hot and fast sear on each side mm-hmm. just for a couple minutes you know lock in the flavor um so yeah it's it can it can do the whole thing start to finish like i did this like massive um picanha for you know i probably fed like 13 people mm-hmm. with this one cut that I did all on that little grill. So it was, it was awesome, dude. Picanha. What, what, what country does that cut? Like that's from somewhere, isn't it? Like it's like a, yeah. Like that's what you'll see at like Brazilian, Brazilian steakhouses. Okay. Yeah. Picanha. Mm-hmm. I just saw a commercial for, there's a place in Portland here called the Brazil grill. Uh, yeah. And they were talking about that. That must be where it was from that I saw. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Giant fat cap. You'll usually see it kind of fold it over and stuck onto a long skewer yeah. and they'll cook it that way like a bunch of them and then they'll bring it over and they'll shave pieces off like if you go to like a proper brazilian steakhouse and and it's awesome dude that's wild there was, i was watching a video once on how to get your money's worth at a brazilian steakhouse they're like don't eat the chicken and don't take anything yeah. that comes out first and when they bring the sides just pass on it wait for the wait the picanha i think is the one they were talking about like that the it's picanha, literally like a yeah. fat cap like that and it looks like a like a almost like a lobster the way it curls over it is. Yeah. It doesn't even render. I mean, like you'll get, you'll get a ton of flavor from the fat cap that kind of soaks in through the, 
the steak. Mm -hmm. But then when you're eating it, like you, I, I would never eat that fat cap. It's so thick. It's like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't render. Right. Yeah. But you'll get so much flavor from it. So that's what makes it special. Dude. I want to, I want to get back into this grilling stuff, but real quick. So like the first time I heard Memphis Mayfire was from my cousin, Alan Combs, and he was engineering for Casey Bates over in Shoreline. Oh, no way. So he, I, I don't know what record it was you guys were working on over there, but like he was, uh, he was like blown away by it. Like, he, and that was the first time I heard the name sleepwalking uh, sleepwalking. Okay. And he was, he was all about it. Um, but it was just funny. Cause it's like my cousin that I got a job with Casey, uh, through the Portugal, the man guys, like he needed an engineer and my cousin was running his own studio, but he's like, no, I'll go work for Casey for a while and did a bunch of cool records. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a long time ago. Early, early man, 2000s. Casey, Casey was such a sweetheart. Like I came from local bands in Spokane, Washington, where I'm born and raised, mm -hmm. um, and jumped into Memphis Mayfire, moved to Dallas. They already had that record completely done instrumentally. And I just had to write all the vocals for it. Um, so we fly up to Seattle to finish it and I've never done anything at that capacity before, you know? So mm -hmm. like Casey was super patient with me. He was really kind and it makes sense that that dude won a Grammy because he's, he's amazing at what he does. Just like a, a special person and, you know, really special producer. And still to this day, one of my favorite people I've ever met in the industry. Dude, I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. He's, he's a yeah. wonderful person and uh, he's just done so much for so many people. He's given so many people chances. He got a bunch of yeah. chances and like capitalized on everything, which is rad. Like sees an opportunity, takes it, succeeds. And then passes yep. that on to everyone else, like brings all his friends up, uh, brings people in to do stuff on different records. Like, oh, this guy would be perfect. Like also one of the grossest bathrooms ever was in that studio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but And all the dogs upstairs running around all the time. But, like yeah. That place was chaos. That house in Shoreline. And uh, we spent a lot of time there and just just hanging out like bands would come through buddies and I'd go up and spend time and uh but I'm in Portland now, so far less time to get up there. But dude. Yeah, man, what a cool place. house, dude. Yeah. I, I remember like just being like, dang, like I knew what the real estate was like in Seattle. I was like, I don't even know how anybody could get like a two story house and then this build out and everything. It was just such a sweet setup and so many iconic bands that had been in there. And so just like walking in, you know, little old me from Spokane, you know, just crazy. It was awesome, though, dude. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. And uh, so, so you come from Spokane. Like, tell me about that. Like that. We we I'm trying to remember the name of the club we played there every time we played Spokane. It was like this weird. It was up the street from like the sushi restaurant. It had this weird entrance. It was kind of this big open room. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, it was not the Big Easy or anything like. But it was. Uh, yeah. So the Big Easy yeah. became the Knitting Factory. That there was. Um, or I'm sorry. Yeah, the Big Easy became the Knitting Factory, or I'm trying to remember now. It's been so long. Um, There's Fat Tuesdays. There was the Detour. The Detour. This is, I think, that's what it is. Okay, and that was like a like a. It's basically just looks like a warehouse with a corner stage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, I saw I saw Showbread and Azalea dying there before anybody knew anything <laughs> about them, dude. And like, this is back when Tim Lambesis like didn't even have any muscle on his body. It yeah. was like that long ago, dude. Yeah. Like it was just insanity. A bunch of like local kids that had never even heard of these bands coming out and being like, 
what's going on back then? I mean, shows were five bucks. You know what I mean? Like you, you just, you just go, it doesn't yeah. matter who's playing. You just go and, and have a good time. And there's this dinky little stage. I remember, dude, I saw embodiment there. I saw dead poetic there. I saw, um, Am- I saw Amberlynn at Fat Tuesdays and uh, in the, in the Chariot. It was like a solid state tour or something, dude. Just Good like Lord. those were the best times ever, man. Just a five dollar cash bill, just hand it off and walk in, and whatever you get is whatever you get, dude. Some of the best music I've ever discovered was that way, man. That's rad, dude. I love that place. I love playing there. I love, I love that town. Like it was always fun. Like the drive sucked, but once you yeah. got there, it was rad. Like you always had so much fun. I found out about so many bands in the parking lot of the detour like yeah. just people talking about them that's where i heard of these arms are snakes like yep all these crazy bands it was just like people talking in the parking lot because you couldn't hang these out arms inside was huge these are huge in spokane mm-hmm. um blood brothers um like that that whole scene was like massive in spokane um especially like at my high school that i went to shadel mm-hmm. dude it, that's what you talk about uh lambesis with no muscle like that's the last time i saw him uh like it was just quick before a show like quick hug like that was it this was way before any of this stuff happened but like no muscle whatsoever like just a scrawny like long-haired kid and then all of a sudden like months later i I see him like just ripped yeah it's it's crazy dude it was it was a long time ago man i mean this is yeah 2000 five this was before this was right before no this was a ways before shadows are security because yeah he was still it was it was at this club called uh oh shit what was it called damn it it was like a little like it was a little like it's now a little tiny boutique shop a little tiny boutique uh on burnside in portland and it was just literally some kids rented it out for the show and it was they were still on the 94 hours uh or the self-titled record no so way. It was a long time ago and that was the literally the last time that i saw him and it was just in in person um and how do you how do you like living in portland i love it dude i love it it's uh well i love it and i hate it i love it because uh i've been here for 21 years now uh down from alaska and it's great like there's you know tons of rad shows tons of rad restaurants but everything has gone crazy the last couple yeah. of years. Everything's yeah. legal. Like it's, it's, you know, my kids have to see people shooting up on the street when we drive through town, like, or, or, uh, you know, defecating on the sidewalk. Um, there's places I you don't want to go at defecating night. Defecating legal, dude. That's crazy. Dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, they're not stopping anyone. I'll tell you that. Oh, I watch defecation. They're like, I, get it. <laughs> I watch, I watch, and it, it's not funny because it's, they're probably genuinely struggling with something but a, yeah. pers- a woman pulled her pants down while we're driving with my kids in the van like driving through downtown lady pulls her pants down to stoplight and pisses into her own underwear and then pulls them mm. back up again like just pull them down to her knees like kind of squatted a bit <laughs> yeah and i felt horrible but my daughter's like man what is going on she's eight and Dang. i was like just don't watch i mean she's having trouble honey like i'm trying to like explain but she asked really like thought provoking questions like she's not like ew gross but she's like genuinely concerned for people which is yeah really like cool. why why is this happening yeah. yeah why is this guy punching a bush like why is this guy yeah. fighting a bush and she'll laugh about it for a second then she thinks about it she's like is he is he okay does he need medicine and i was like maybe he does but there's no help there's no help here for them like they closed yeah. everything down 
Yeah, dude, it's it's so crazy, man. It's a different place than when I grew up. I mean, I, I grew up playing shows in Portland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I proposed to my wife on stage at Rock and Roll Pizza. Dude, I lived a block from there. Yeah. I lived a block <laughs> up the street. That 7-Eleven yeah. and burrito place next to it, I ate at almost every day. Such a sweet venue, dude. I saw dude. a life once lost there and like actually left scared. Dude. <laughs> I was like, this was nuts. Cause this their singer, like he was just sitting in the corner with his little glasses on, like uh-huh. reading a book or whatever. And then their set came on and he's like, gets up and he's like, if I could promise you one thing, I will haunt you till, till you, you die. die. <laughs> it's so sick. Dude. And uh, but yeah, man, my my <laughs> band used to go down there and play shows all the time. And we played this um we actually played two shows in one day, one in uh, like uh, Clackamas or yeah, uh, Camus, oh. one, one or the other. It was like the same place where that Bob Fest was. Tom or Fest. Not Bob Fest. Tom Fest. Tom Fest. Yes. Yeah. I we know had, the venue in Camus. It's not there anymore, but it's, yeah. Camus. We played yeah. there So we played a show there at like noon mm-hmm. and then went to Rock and Roll Pizza for a Christmas sweater party show. And we knew it was going to be like sold out. <laughs> and that, and this is, this is like my local band, like we were whatever. Right. So I knew there was going to be, it was going to be packed wall to wall in there. Um, a bunch of our friends bands playing like dear whoever and, and, uh, press play and like all these bands. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, actually like Matt Cutshaw, who is the emo's not dead guy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He was in that band press play. Okay. Um, that also played that night, blah, blah. But I was like, this is going to be the night. And I had, I was working at a movie theater and I saved up all my money and bought this ring. And, um, and I, and I proposed on stage at rock and roll pizza. That's like, that will always <laughs> forever be the place where I asked my wife to spend the rest of her life with me, dude. And so, yeah, Portland was like super special. And obviously like we've been signed to rise for half my life. And so mm-hmm. we used to go down, you know, Portland and see them at the office there and everything. They're obviously not there anymore, but, um, but yeah, dude, it's just, it's just different. It's just different now. And now you go through and it's like, I went up to film a Traeger video actually with a guy that's from not far from there. He goes by Sasquatch barbecue and we were downtown on election night. Ooh, we were staying downtown on election night and I was out seeing one of my buddies. We were at like a, a brewery and I, um, this cop like rolls in. It's like, it's like seven 30 PM. And he's like curfew. And however long like they like actually shut the city down and all these businesses, these like beautiful businesses boarded up their windows and everything. And I'm just like, what, what, what is, what's happening? You know, what's going on? Um, like, obviously I knew, but just like my mind, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Like this place I grew up loving so much. It just didn't, it just didn't look the same. So anyway, sorry to take you down that path, but dude, there's so many things here. Okay. So I'm glad you went down this path. Rock and roll pizza uh, was a, a Mexican restaurant. Then it became rock and roll pizza. They put like f- like chain link fencing inside, as you remember. It oh, was yeah, like absolutely. the one of the like douchiest venues ever. Like the super high stage. Uh, Huge, dude. dude. I mean, like nine foot. Yes, it's a small room. Stage is like this tall, dude. And they painted the <laughs> they painted the roof. So yeah. like they painted the roof rock and roll pizza logo on the roof, on the shingles. Yeah. It, so sweet irony. All these years later, it's now a vegetarian Chinese restaurant that no faded way. on the roof says rock and roll. I'll take a picture and send it to you. It's hilarious. It still says rock and roll pizza. You can't wash it off. They painted the shingles. <laughs> so like it's all faded and it's called like, I forget the name of it, but it's literally a vegetarian only Chinese no restaurant. No way. Still dude. the same color. My old band opened uh, like after Portugal, the man, I started a band called Bur- the burning room. And we played with, 
we opened for August Burns Red and Project 86 there. That's the only time we played there. No and way. it was insanity. Like, this stage is so tall. Like, we used to eat dinner in there when it was a Mexican restaurant. And yeah. then it's all of a sudden this venue, like, in southeast Portland where there's nothing but strip clubs and, and bars. And it's, it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. But we're talking about, like, Dear Whoever. Like, we they're good friends of ours, too. Um, yes. We toured with them a few times. And we played that same venue. I forget the name of that venue. But it was like a church. But it was also like we played shows there all the time and then they had tom fest like outside yes exactly same exact place um Um, yeah all i remember is tom fest if you said the name of the venue i'd remember it but i remember my old band playing tom fest there and it was mm -hmm. sick you know i'd never been to like cornerstone or anything Mm -hmm. so that was like our big deal and it was it was like a make or break thing we're like if we if we kill it here we're gonna get signed (laughs) and i was like (laughs) i was like 14 you know dude um but yeah, crazy yeah. man. That's then, so that's so cool that you know all them. Um, Aiden from Dear Whoever is mm-hmm. still like close friend of mine and and just an awesome dude. Just like um, got into like product photography. He lives in Fort Worth, Texas. And he's doing awesome. Um, there was uh, there's another band there that um, I had some buddies that played in. I'm I don't know. I'm spacing, but dude, just cool stuff, man. Yeah, shout out to Aiden and Cinnamon, dude. Those guys are yes. awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, Mark Woodbridge is now managing I bands. Just saw, I just saw Mark literally um, at um, Furnace Fest a few days ago. Dude, I got a text from him said, wish you were here. And it was Furnace Fest. And I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. I should have gone. I absolutely should have gone. The EVR family was there. Like, it's funny. You're on Rise. You've been on Rise most of your career. Like, back when Anatomy of a Ghost, when I was Anatomy of a Ghost, like, we had to, like, beg Craig to sign us. And because uh, he was ready to, like, sell the label and, and close it. Yeah. And. And we we were like, dude, just like put out this record. Like, come on, please. And he's like, all right, you know, we'll do this. And he puts us with Chris Crummett for like a thousand dollars, like in Chris Crummett's yeah. garage. And we record the record. And then he's like, I hope this recoups because I've never recouped a record and I'm really tired of this. Like, and <laughs> then like a week later, Fearless buys it, like licenses it from him. So he like right there, money comes back and and then Fear Before shot signs with him and like it just like snowballed and then became this Crazy, whole scene dude. it was insane uh it did that i mean that when fear before signed to rise i remember they became like the coolest thing ever dude you know like they would come through spokane and it was like oh my gosh you know and yeah. their shows were so nuts man i mean like i think i saw them it might have been just like a similar time frame but them and like me without you or something mm, um yeah and it was just like one of the nuttiest shows of all time <laughs> Uh, but that was like, that was when like rise was underground somehow, but everyone knew who they were at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And they would so beat cool. the shit out of each other on stage. And then we started doing mm-hmm. the same thing. Like we did like every tour together with anatomy of ghost and them, like for like two years. And then finally, yeah. once we broke up, like they started going with like Norma Jean and like yeah. under oath and massive tours and, uh, dude, and it's just crazy. And then you're talking election night. I was so the studio I'm in now is on in Southeast, but I was downtown at the EVR office, which used to be the Rise office or whatever. So like, oh, okay. So that all these connections, but like I was recording an interview. I forget who I was talking to, but I was recording a podcast episode, and it sounded like gunfire outside on election night, and uh, it was them the building super boarding up all the windows downstairs. So like the whole time I'm doing this thing, he's like, they were literally as we're doing this boarding up the windows like on this building and it's crazy and a lot of them are still boarded up man like it's it's nuts like yeah, a lot of it hasn't live. changed 
Do you live near downtown still or are you out? I'm 10 minutes away in St. John's, like on the peninsula. So like over oh, by cool. right by the bridge to Vancouver. So it's Yeah, that's a sick 10 area. Minutes, 10 minutes from from downtown where I'm working now. I'm building a Ritz Carlton hotel downtown. And so it's literally 10 minutes to work, but like uh it's just nuts. I drive I'm now working in downtown every day, so I see it more. Yeah. Um, and is it still because that was a while ago that I was there, dude. Is it still like really gnarly right now? Like just like the wind, like businesses being boarded up and everything? Yeah, nothing's changed. Like you Ugh. have like the nice area that is was never changed because cops hang out there and deal with stuff. But like anywhere over on the other side of downtown, it's literally tents everywhere. RVs broken down, vans. Like I didn't pay Man. for parking for a year and a half because they can't charge you like Yeah. So, oh my gosh. But you're watching people shoot up on a couch in their RV with the door open and throw their needles out in the street. It's yeah. crazy. That's literally it's psycho, dude. I mean, it's just, it sucks because Portland is such an awesome place. Mm -hmm. You know, like you watch the, you, you go to like a small town that has never had anything going for it. And you see, you know, like drug activity and all this kind of stuff. It's still sad. But it's like you you never you never saw it as something else. Well, we're Portland, like the the proposal place of my wife, who's now I've been married to for 15 years and all these like incredible shows and moments as a child that like I gave me my start in music and so many lifelong friends that I've made there and some of the best food I've ever had in my entire life. And you go and you're like scared to be there now. It's just like that sucks, dude. Yeah, it's it sucks. It's really it's really gone downhill. I mean. People are really trying to bring it back, but everyone is so focused on, uh, you know, think, like get rid of the mayor, get rid of this. Like it, people are trying, but it's it's going to take some time to bounce back from this. Like it's yeah. it's just really uh, it's just really something, man. You, you teach your kids when they're very little to watch out for needles at the park. Yeah. Like, well, what's that? Why can't I touch that? Well, this is why, you know, trying to explain that to a five year old. Uh you know, don't touch that. Don't, don't grab that. Don't, you know, look out for this. You're just constantly on guard. Trying um, to explain that to a five-year-old that's not breathing fresh air, dude. Yeah. A five-year-old that's wearing a mask. The whole thing is so exactly. wild, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my kids have done so well with that though. Like my daughter will forget awesome. she has it on. Yeah. Cause she really, cause my son's high risk. So she really takes it seriously. Like she does not yep. want to give something to Grayson. So she uh anywhere she goes she's got all, if she doesn't have one forgets it we stop the van turn around like uh she's really into it but she also hates it because she can't play with all her friends of course yeah man but. no it makes perfect sense it's just such a wild time you know i've got so many nieces and nephews that are mm -hmm. they're going through the same thing just like i i i never thought that their childhood would look so different from mm -hmm. mine but it just it just is it just does you know dude 100% 100% and having kids now versus versus that like when i was a kid we just go out on our bike till whenever come back when it gets dark or if you're hungry come back dinners yeah. at this time if not cool like <laughs> that was right. it and you could do that and you survived yeah. you yeah. weren't you weren't uh there weren't awful things happening to you yeah it's crazy it's different man it is a different time for sure I, i'm always like i'm very like just naturally like by nature i'm i'm hopeful and like positive you know like that's just that's what exudes from me i just can't for the life of me think that this is going to be like what it is forever like this kid i don't care about comments on social media i gave that up so long ago like people are going to say what they're going to say whatever but this one comment stuck with me so much we were 
we announced that Breaking Bad Papa Roach tour and it was like such a big deal for me, like the biggest deal ever in mm -hmm. my life. And I'm like so fired up in this kid comments and he's like, it's going to get canceled due to COVID. Welcome to the new world. You're never touring again. And I was like, it made me so mad. It made me so mad because I'm like, there's no way a shut up. <laughs> you know, like you have no idea what you're talking about. B, there's no way I could ever wrap my head around a world where like that didn't come back. So I know it's different now and I know that bands are having complications, but having gone out and start to finish completed that tour with zero health issues whatsoever and just explosive crowds, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of people was a huge victory, not only for us, but it felt like just for the whole industry in general, you know, mm -hmm. like any band that's able to finish a tour successfully and healthy right now it seems like it's a big win for just the industry as a whole you know so yeah dude i just uh right before this i was on with matt heafy from trivium and uh mm -hmm. he was talking about that lamb of god megadeth tour and how that same thing like no healthy i mean they had they had a couple people in the crew get sick uh but they put them you know here's a hotel just get better but all their tests were negative so like the yeah it was it was interesting to see something like because also an arena tour you know, uh, or talking with Jason White from Green Day, like how they handled that tour, the Mega Hell Omega tour, like it was huge, you know, insanely Just, huge. And they did it like Fall Out Boy had to drop off for a show or two, but like other than that, everything went fine. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, bands even just like missing a few shows coming back rescheduling those shows and then finishing the tour and playing those rescheduled shows that's just as big of a win it's still amazing that like that we're doing this it just shows like how resilient mm -hmm. the you know like the human race is it's like we're just like all right throw like this crazy deadly virus at us we're gonna keep doing what we do you know um and so i love i love seeing bands back out on tour and and you know fans getting to decide whether or not they want to go out and whether they feel safe or not but bands being like we want to tour we're going out we're going to play shows and if you want to come out and that's worth it to you let's rock yeah. you know because it's time it's been two years it's time so, so we're we're stoked let me ask you this was it, was your first show back the first show of that tour no our okay. first show back was rock fest in uh Cadet, wisconsin or okay. Cadeau. i don't know how you say it um <laughs> but <laughs> somewhere with the cheese uh yes. but no it was it was super sick though i mean that rock fest was insane it was you know the most tickets they've ever sold and it outsold their country fest that year which was absurd um, so it was a massive show to come back to and that just kind of like got us back in the headspace. And then we started rehearsing again. Um, and, and then we went back out, but that, but, but it did, it felt like, you know, it was our first show indoors mm -hmm. in two years. So, so that was, that was crazy, but yeah, man, I was going to say first show back walking onto an arena stage. <laughs> you know, oh, what a Phoenix rising even, moment. It wouldn't have mattered if we had played like. <laughs> 50 shows leading up to that i still would have been nervous dude i was i walked up just being like i am certain that i'm not supposed to be here that's <laughs> how i felt you know because you play those like those sheds too like those amphitheaters where you see like the section and then the section behind it and then the section behind it but you can't at all no matter what see the lawn and that's like half the crowd is the lawn and you're like you're telling me that i'm like screaming into this microphone and there's people so far away i can't even see them that <laughs> potentially might be enjoying this a little bit that blows my mind you're so watching on a like, huge screen 
Yeah, dude. I'm all like, do I have any pimples? Because <laughs> because they're gonna be able to see them really well. Because I'm I'm 700 feet tall right now on the screen. Crazy, dude. That's insane, dude. I I I've seen shows at the the like the I don't think it's called the Clark County Amphitheater anymore. It's like the Sleep Country Amphitheater or something now. But you can see it from the lawn when you're walking in. Like you can see the giant screens, and you just yeah, you gotta hope you don't got something going on flies down or something like oh, yeah. the, you know. anything man yeah we need like a, a like a, a look tech dude like someone first stage is like that someone just comes out and makes sure that we don't look stupid <laughs> um which is hard when we're just like four kids that are like playing metalcore on these massive stages but yeah it's been cool man we we dropped a, a tune we dropped like a rock tune the other day called somebody and it's like one of my favorites that we've ever written ever and uh already getting some love from that at radio so maybe maybe by the next time we play arenas we'll fit in a little bit more we'll see dude that'd be rad uh, did you feel yeah. out of place like did, i know in your own head you probably did but like you guys held it down i'm sure like i'm sure you did fine like dude the crowd the crowds were so awesome and so receptive to us and so rad. like generous and kind and they bought our merch and they were so awesome but like even if we had five number one radio hits, mm -hmm. I still would have felt out of place because I'm me. I live in my own body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I know all of my shortcomings and in my own like physical being, I don't feel like I've ever seen any like rock star look ever. Like I don't, I don't feel like I've ever, I'll ever be the, the type of artist that I saw in that type of like, environment and so like walking on and then like finishing our first song and hearing the crowd like roar it'll never feel real to me that's mm -hmm. that's like kind of a dark thought but that's that's true it's like it will never feel genuinely real it'll almost feel like some sort of like truman show thing where we finish a song and somebody pushes a button and it's like the sound of a crowd screaming because i'm like are you sure you liked what i just did because that's all that is is the best i could do you know yeah it's kind of how it feels crazy it's funny that like so was papa roach main support then direct yeah Dir okay so, so sick so because if i saw you know benjamin from breaking benjamin on the street i'd walk right past him i wouldn't know anything yeah. i would not even recognize him but if jacoby walked by what's going on guys this is dewey i want to tell you about some new releases coming up from equal vision records as you guys know equal vision records is my family and so are these bands i really want you to check these out we've got hot water music with their 10th studio album vows out may 10th featuring guest appearances by dallas green of city and color thrice the interrupters and brendan and daniel from turnstile see them on the 30th anniversary tour with quicksand in the states in may and june and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equalvision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's 
What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. 
So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Holy shit. That's so, you know, that's what you're talking about. Like the, the rock star thing. Like no, Jacoby is, holy is shit. He is one of the last living, genuine, actual rock stars. He owns it. Like he is significantly older than me mm -hmm. and has at least twice as much energy, if not three times as much energy as me on stage. The amount of sweat that comes off of that dude's body is so insane. At his age, at the whole band's age, dude, Jerry Horton uh -huh. looks 20 years younger now than he did 20 years ago it's the craziest thing like he he looks like he's got benjamin buttons disease yeah, dude he's like rob like, low dude he, he <laughs> is, skin is getting better his hair is getting better he just like <laughs> looks like so rad you walk up to him and you're like are you 22 years old you know and kobe just like his voice is second to none his live show is second to none his crowd control is second to none like i feel so bad for anybody that like got into last resort and then never listen to anything else Papa Roach has done because they're still to this day writing the best music of their entire career. Like um, Kill the Noise, that new song they just put out, Swerve, that new song they just put out. All that stuff is just as swaggy, just as good as Last Resort and way better even because it's from so long ago. But people just have to give it that kind of chance, you know? And they do well. I'm not saying they don't do well. They do extremely well. Yeah. But like that song is such a massive force and all of their new stuff is just as good, if not better. And Kobe brought me in his green room, you know, um, on the last day of the tour and showed me their whole new record, dude, it is, it is unreal. <laughs> they, they have a team around them that did, they know exactly what they're doing. Like they're incredible yeah. writers and their team is awesome. The producers they work with are incredible. Like they have this whole brand thing that they've never lost and deserve all the success in the world man i can't say enough good things about them dude they they're hit makers man that that 100%. song the song i love that they put out recently was that periscope song uh yeah it was so different but then like his his vocals are always on point like you can always nuts. see them. any videos any of that stuff it's always on it's point. nuts dude he's never lost a single ounce of the rasp or the swag or anything that he's got like it's so sick still and he's um you know, like that song feel like home that was on their last record. That's like not even an active rock song. That's like an alternative song and, and potentially the best alternative song that I've heard in 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's like, like they can't, they can't miss. Everything is so sweet. Anyways. Sorry, dude. I know I, I can go down that rabbit hole forever. They're awesome. And breaking Ben, man, let me just, because we spent so much time talking about P Roach, let me say <laughs> their camp is so dialed. They have somebody for everything that is so good at what they do. And 
Ben being where he's at and the band being where they're at and their crew having dealt with so much over the last couple of years and having toured with so many bands and having done so many crazy things or whatever, if they wanted to be like complete jerks and just blow everybody off, dude, you could just expect it and it'd be whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're so genuine and kind and helpful and supportive. And it's so crazy because we've, we've been on tour with these bands that are like a 10th as big as these bands that were so rude and like standoffish mm-hmm. and had these huge egos. And then you go out with like these A-listers and they're just like, you want to hang out and grill, you know, or like their tour manager is doing things for us that our tour manager would usually be doing, you know, they're letting us share their merch guy or they're letting us share their light guy or, you know, like their, you know, assistant comes up and is like, I'm coloring in a logo and this guy walks up behind me and he's like, you need another Sharpie, (laughs) you know, like just, they're just awesome people, man. Like they, everybody was so cool and so kind. And if I had it my way, we would do that package for an entire year straight. Dude, that's incredible. I I love that. Did you guys, and this is like a weird random business question, but uh, have you guys used that at venue uh, deal yet for merch? We're, we've been on Avenue for years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My buddy Ben yeah. Brannon is a is a big dude there, and he was we celebrated like the one billion one billionth dollar sold of at Venue or whatever uh, years crap. ago. But I had never heard of it, and then I was introduced to him back back then, and he's always posting about it now. But I was curious, being on an arena tour, and if you've been using it's like, it for years, it's great. It's like against the rules to not use at Venue. Like at least for, for like the last, for like the last like five years, it feels like, like if we are hiring a merch guy and they don't know how to use at venue, then Mm -hmm. they don't get the job. Um, just be, it's like, it's like essential. It's like hiring an accountant that doesn't know how to use Excel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's how like we're with merch now, like that's how they do all of their accounting and they keep up with everything so that they know if we need restock, which we do because like day one of that. Breaking Ben Pavarotti's tour, we sold almost everything we had, you know, oh like, cause God. we didn't know, we didn't know how sweet it was going to be. So like, if it wasn't for Avenue and that constant communication there, like everything would be so much different. It's the same thing with like master tour. Are you familiar with master tour? No. It's an incredible application for bands now where like their day sheets don't exist anymore. It's all on your phone. It's all in this, this app called master tour. And you wake up every morning, your tour manager's already updated it. You go in, you're like, all right, sound check breakfast lunch starbucks is 0.2 miles away that you know uh stay away from this street corner you know like it's like the whole thing is like in there um so it's like it makes touring just like really streamlined but yeah you say so before you even get out of the bunk like you can your day is set like you already know what's going on it great. depends on how good your tour manager is and what time they wake up <laughs> <laughs> that's um, a good point Yeah. But like, you know, the greatest tour manager we've ever had in our entire career is Brian Campbell, who is now front of house and front of house only for breaking Benjamin. Um, but like when he was with us, um, he, I mean, he's, he's so pro you, you can't even like describe it, you know, like he would, he would be like walking me to a signing that I didn't even know was happening. You know, like he, he's just insane. Uh, but yeah, if your tour manager is great and they're up and at them like 7am by the time the band is up, you'll have everything just right there on your phone. And it makes it nice for the TM because you don't have to like ask them a million questions, you know? Yeah. It's all just like right there and everybody has it with them always. So like you're out grabbing a bite for lunch. You don't have to like ask, Hey, can you send me a picture of the day sheet? Like it's just all right there. You know? 
Master so, Tour. I've never even heard of it, dude. Uh, it's but sick. At venue, I'm going to have to get Ben on the show and talk about it in detail because I had no idea. I knew it was getting big, but I had no idea like it was that big. Like it's it's, oh, it's really a cool it's, idea. It's industry standard at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to bring this up because I bring it up every once in a while, but there's so I can't stand jam bands, right? Like I can't stand that whole scene. I, no offense to anyone that does, but sure. I can't handle it. Like I don't know if it's the fans or the bands or what. But it makes me like it makes me physically angry sometimes. But there's this band <laughs> called Umphreys McGee, and uh, they tour with like those like String Cheese Incident and those kind of bands, like the weird, like the you know we do five sets, uh, every set's <laughs> different, you know where everyone's you know stoned in the parking lot, you know camping out wherever, like patch pants things like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they had a genius idea, and I don't know if this is original, but it's the only time I've heard of it. And so when you guys have you guys have your inner system going, uh, they rent headphones with this little box that goes on your belt or in your pocket, and you get the direct mix you guys hear in your in ears from the front of house. So they get to the fans get to pay this little bit of money and watch the show with the perfect mix from the soundboard. Super Dang, weird. That's- yeah, that's sweet. I mean, my only rebuttal would be like, why not just give them a pack? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, cause, cause like a pack, if you have like, you know, eighth, you know, like eighth inch, like headphones or whatever, mm-hmm. like anybody could use a pack, but then I guess it's a pretty expensive piece of equipment to be handing to fans out in the crowd. It is. So. But you like, yeah, you check it. I forget if you, I don't think you give them your driver's licenses or something, but there's something you, you do something. So you do bring it back, but it's over ear headphones. Like, so you're literally Dang, immersed in the experience, but yeah, I, it might take away from the live experience, but it may be cool. I never put them on, but I did go for, to the show yeah, for, for people that want to protect their hearing too. I mean, like then they mm. can control the volume at which they're hearing the show. Yeah. That, that's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, Breaking Ben had this really cool thing where they, um, their VIP was a platform on the stage, two platforms, like one on either side of the stage. Mm-hmm. That could fit 10 people per platform and they had their own wedges on stage. So imagine like a platform, 10 people standing on it and mm-hmm. two wedges pointed right up at them. Yeah. And they watched the show from the stage looking out at the crowd, but they could hear the mix through the wedges. Wow. And that was like nuts. It was like the, the most next level VIP I've ever seen. Um, but that's a cool idea though, dude. Like it's giving weird. people a mix. If, if yeah. uh, I'm sure like you could probably charge a premium, like $500 for a ticket for that kind of thing. So that, mm if something does get damaged, like the equipment or whatever that, you know, it's covered, you know? Yeah. Or if you could pipe, if you could find a way to pipe, this is, it might already have happened. I don't know if it didn't. And we both make a billion dollars, uh, piping the front of house sound through your, through your phone, like an app that you would have like a, so, you know, you can do like, oh, you can yeah. be in a room with someone and play those games. Like the everybody or you don't know Jack, that whole company that has like all these games you can play on your, on your TV. And you log in with your phone on the website. If they gave you a code, you could use your smartphone. So when you're taking the video of the band, which everyone does, it's got pro sound, like front of house sound, or you could also Bro, listen we, to it. We have to stop talking about this right now <laughs> because it's like the smartest thing of all time. <laughs> so someone, someone's about to, to get rich, dude. It just yeah. came to me. Like, you could honestly, like, you could run a wireless system off of your front of house console, maybe some of the new front of house consoles like have wireless systems in them or whatever, but like, um, and then just run a mix directly to that wireless unit. Mm-hmm. And then 
everybody who's on that frequency, that one frequency is getting the exact same mix. Dude. And then all these videos <laughs> on YouTube wouldn't look so crappy. They'd sound so good. I'm like, listen, my voice has a little bit of depth to it. You just can't hear it through an iPhone camera. Exactly. You're already getting these iPhone 17, like beautiful videos, but you're yeah. getting it blaring at you. If your videos would come out good and you could also listen with your headphones if you wanted to, to the front Dude, of house mix. The, that's the future. That is the, one of the sickest ideas I've ever I'll, heard. I'll call Ben after this. I'm going to tell Ben. Yeah. At Venue is going to do this. Like, Don't post this. Uh, yeah, I won't don't post, post this podcast yet. until you have a patent. <laughs> Dewey and Maddie Mullins are going to get rich. Uh, <laughs> we, we just hashed this, this business idea out. Uh, how weird would that be? So all the videos just look so good and sound so good. So everyone's basically filming DVDs of my fans. <laughs> so sweet, dude. I mean, like, you know how those like, drive-in theater shows, like everyone goes in, they tune to a radio station, they're mm -hmm. hearing the sound coming through their speakers. It's the same idea. The same idea. Yeah. You dude, know? This is this is happening. Revolutionary. Happen. Revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Done. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> God dang it. I had to come up with it on the podcast, right, right on the podcast. But uh Anyways, that's a whole that's a whole nother tangent we could go down. But the, and you can, you can control your grill with the Wi-Fi now. Like you can do you everything. Can't. I do it daily. I could, dude. Yeah. My biggest complaint, I will tell you this. I, so I use a Green Mountain uh, because it was cheaper at the time when I bought it, uh, which I love it. But the Wi-Fi tries to make become my main Wi-Fi connection in the house. Oh, that's if annoying. It's turned on, so this website can't be found. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I'll go to my Wi-Fi. Oh, I'm connected to my grill. Dang. It's weird. So I, I either need to update the app or something. I don't know. But you do the you do the Wi-Fi grilling. Yeah. You know what you should do, though, actually, is just ditch that Wi-Fi system and buy meters. M-E-A-T-R. Okay. I don't think there's an E in it. I think it's just M M E A T R. It might be M E A T E R. Whatever you'll find it. Mm -hmm. But they're just uh, they're they're uh, Wi-Fi thermometers, and they're like incredibly spot on. And you just like stick that sucker in whatever you're cooking, and that thing becomes your app that you look at on your phone. Mm -hmm. And you could use that with any grill. Like you could use be using a charcoal grill. You can do whatever. And you have that thermometer in there. And it's telling you, it's reading the inside temp of your grill. Mm -hmm. It's also reading the internal temp of your meat. Dude. And uh, I actually just posted about that thing today because I'm super excited about it. I'm going to use it tonight. Dude, I've been blowing up Green Mountain uh, on my stories on Instagram. Because I only post the episode images on Instagram. So it looks uniform. Uh, yeah. Like on brand. And I don't use my personal one anymore. So I was making some beef back ribs the other day. And uh i put the whole process on my stories and i i called out uh green mountain and they they replied with like a bunch of um the smiley faces drooling and then oh, yeah. i was like hey man who i talk about about sponsorship of this podcast man like and uh for real because i was like this is it's so easy to do like it's just if they don't hook you up i'll get you hooked up with traeger dude whatever they'll, we gotta they'll do. take care of you that'd be awesome see i'm a i'm a union plumber like we live on Traegers and Green Mountain like pellet grills. Like that's what Straight we up. do. Straight <laughs> it's, up, it's what we talk about. It's what we what we use. Like uh, it's it's insane. Like our my company has six Traegers in the shop that we use for the like the Christmas party and stuff. Like they have oh no way. prime Bro, ribs going all day. Like you're dialed. That's so rad. sweet. But I just bought the little because my wife. So my wife's vegan. Yeah. So but I'm trying to find stuff. Like there's this like insane. 
So speaking of Fear Before, Chugger, the original guitar player for Fear Before, yep. is now doing a bunch of cooking stuff with like his Traeger. And he does oh, this cool. grilled cauliflower that looks insane. Like you slice <clears throat> it like a steak and he's doing all this insane food. Um, oh yeah dude and, and i mean like portobello mushrooms and all that yeah. like so so good on a on a smoker dude yeah i need to go a full size because mine mine's small it's the one you can pack up it's called the davy crockett and it's one that you can put plug into your cigarette lighter of your car oh that's that's cool but you could do a turkey on it like it's big enough for that but dang that's cool yeah there's well i mean dude shoot me a message and we'll we'll get you connected with traeger they're a great family over there and dude. and uh and I believe that's the only grill that anybody should be using. That'd be rad, dude. I yeah, I love. I I got converted when I joined the apprenticeship for the plumbing deal. I could to pellet smokers. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's like it's a passion now. My wife hates it because I'm making all this meat yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like I'm marinating things, and then I'm like doing weird like cooks with random cuts of whatever and. Have you uh, done Have you done jerky yet? I dude, that's what got me into it at first was jerky. I used to do jerky in my oven. On the oh, lowest yeah. setting, and I put a wood spoon in the door, so it vented a little bit. Yep. But dude, jerky, uh, oh, I love it. Like I go to the but I get a uh, bottom round. I have them cut it a certain way. I tried it with flank steak uh, a couple weeks ago. Came out mm -hmm. really good. But I love the bottom round, the big strips you can get with it, like the super. Oh, dude. So jerky dope. is up my alley, man. Yeah, me too, man. And um, there's this uh, there's this company called Jerky Gold, mm -hmm. and they make pre-made jerky marinades but they they hand make them and they're really great um and i've been using that recently and that's the only thing that's annoying to me about jerky is like it's already such a lengthy process that like if you really get in depth with making the marinades it can be super annoying mm -hmm. um so that that stuff is awesome but dude jerky and salmon uh i i love doing smoked salmon um yeah smoked salmon is awesome i get a little impatient with fish um, and sometimes I'll just go hot and fast with it cause it's still so good. Yeah. You know, but, Dude. uh, but yeah, smoke salmon is awesome. Do you, so you're hooked up with Traeger, uh, and they hook you up with gear and stuff like that. Are you hooked up like these meats you're doing, these big cooks you're doing, are you hooked up with companies that way that send them to you? Or are you buying that super like good grade meat? Yeah. Yeah. I cook specifically snake river farms only period. Okay. Um, and, and I'm, and I am with them. Okay. Have you yeah, done? They're, they're awesome. I mean, they're, they're out of, uh, out of like the Boise area. So they're not far from you. Okay. That's killer because I was curious on that, but like, cause I mean, these are awesome cuts of meat. Like the one thing I've been really like passionate about lately with this is with this, with this grilling stuff is, is doing uh chuck roast like brisket, like super long that. cooks, dude, it's amazing. And it's half the price. So that's really? why I was asked. Like if you're getting the meat, awesome. I would keep doing what you're doing, but if you yeah. aren't, and you're like trying to feed like a family of five, or, well, four without my wife. My kids all love it. But like anything on that smoker, my daughter will. It's like the dad and Christmas story with the turkey. Like no she's way, there. that's so awesome. Uh, but you you do it, you know, low and slow, like a brisket. Then you wrap it, take it up to like two two o two o eight, I think, and Same then you thing, throw it in the man. cooler, uh, and, and wrap it in a towel, put it in the cooler. Yep. Oh my God. Like it comes out, it slices just like brisket. It looks just like brisket. It tastes almost exact. And then also really? you get those insane juices in the bottom that you can use for like a pan sauce to yeah. put with it or a barbecue sauce. You can add it to even, so we have Podna's barbecue here in Portland. Uh, yeah. And you take their barbecue sauce, throw some of that in there. Boom. You're done. Bro, uh, you're, you're speaking my language. Dude, I'm, I'm starving right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew this was going to happen too. Uh, I'm so fired up now, dude. I'm going to have to just go tear something up real quick. Dude, yeah, that guy, you've been to Franklin's in uh, Texas? No. Okay. No. Uh, so that guy's got that crazy line that goes like out uh, however far, and they basically walk down the line until they're sold out and then they close. Uh, no way. And okay. my buddy Toby, who works at uh, Podna's, got to go down and and go to his back area and eat and he was joking because the only person other than them to jump the line like that that's not family was obama he said he even made kanye west wait in line (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome dude but yeah it's a it's a passionate thing up here with with barbecue but um that's cool man yeah i mean we should just get together and and cook something sometime because i do a lot of this if i'm not on tour yeah. We're smoking meats, you know? How did that, how did you get into that? Like, what was your, like, I it was the craziest this. thing. So I have a buddy who was endorsed by Traeger mm-hmm. and we had hung out at a show. He'd come out to a show or whatever. I had never done anything like this at all. Um, and he was like, yo dude, I've been using this Traeger and it's so awesome. And blah, blah. I'm like, dad, I barely even cook, man. You know? And he's like, well, let me just see if we can like get you hooked up. I'm like, all right, cool. So he hits them up and they, you know, they get back to me and they're just like, yep, pick out whatever you want, you know, like pick out any grill you want. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll take the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. I want to try big it. Big text or whatever. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it's the Timberline 1300. Oh Jesus Christ. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah. And I just, I got it. And I just got fascinated with it immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that you can go low and slow or you can go hot and fast. So many different flavors of pellets and, you know, like different flavor profiles, different cuts that you can do different ways. And I was just like, man, this is this is a new hobby for me that's not music. And that's really healthy, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me to be like really invested in something and get better at something that's not music related made me almost like love music more in a weird way. And so, um, I just got super, super into it. And then, you know, like the rest is history. I got connected with snake river farms and it's been like a a whole thing where that's like, those two brands are are like almost like family to me at this point, you Mm -hmm. know, we've done so much together and I've like flown all over the country and I went to, you know, like the Florida keys and did like this deep sea fishing video where we brought a trigger on the boat. And then, you know, like I went out to the Pacific Northwest out into like the warehouse, warehouse reserve, like that whole mountainous area with Mm -hmm. Matt Sasquatch, Sasquatch barbecue. And we just like went like literally hours out into the wilderness and just like set up and cooked and ate and filmed a whole video of it and everything. And, um, it's just been like a, it's like a whole thing for me, dude. I mean, I might even, you know, do like my own line of like, sauces and rubs sometime in the future you know dude that'd be rad like the meat church guy yeah. that yeah, guy's yeah. rad Matt Pittman. Matt Pittman. he's in Waxahachie Texas I watch his videos all the time and he's killer uh, he's so good man and that's incredible that's incredible dude like I I love that it, it it's it's um there's something of course there's the primal side of cooking with fire or anything like that right but then yep. like where I come from Alaska like everyone was preserving things like fish and meat and they were smoking it like so long ago so there's there's this like kinship to the past with that the primal uh urge to of course eat but to to cook that way like it's just like this like this ingrained thing in you but then the patience it takes to cook something for eight to ten hours and then you appreciate it so much at the end because you can't make something taste like that in two hours you can't you can't 
that that I think that is what makes it so special is like there's no way around this. You can't like go to the grocery store and buy like a smoke flavored sauce and expect the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not even remotely in the same world. And so, yeah, I mean, like really getting to understand how each cut cooks, you know, um, getting like, you know, great beef, like not supporting factory farming, but mm -hmm. like buying like great quality beef and like just really appreciating it. You know, it's, it's second to hunting. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a different, it's a different thing. You know, I've lost a lot of vegan and vegetarian followers on Instagram, <laughs> but I've also gained a lot of barbecue people and just, um, kind of like experiencing this whole new world. If the, if you don't follow Kendrick barbecue, you have to follow Kendrick barbecue. Okay. He is, he's my favorite account on Instagram because he's, He's not like, he doesn't like consider himself a pit master. He's just like a backyard barbecue guy. He has a ton of followers and does something different every day. I think he's like full-time on staff with Traeger just to cook in his backyard. And so he does like a bunch of amazing things every day. And most of the recipes that I've gotten and learned from have been from his Instagram page. So. Dude, that's incredible. I, oh my God, now I'm starving. I really, uh, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I love music, but I love cooking and barbecue like barbecue especially like my dad used to do like my earliest memories of him like out on the deck in alaska in the in the snow cooking up like beer battered halibut in the in the on the grill side like he'd hook heat up the oil on the grill and do it no outside because my mom hated the smell in the house yep so it's like we can do this and then he would go to the parades every year and do it for his store like it was, it, it goes all the way back to that, but just like, that's the, so cool. and then when you can cook for all your friends, cause you're in what Nashville. Yep. And you got, I mean, there's a bunch of musicians in Nashville. We probably have some mutual friends over there, but like, Bro, uh, we've got a huge community out here, man. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why I love barbecue so much. Just what, what made me so attracted to it in the first place was like, I can cook large amounts of food for large amounts of people and we can hang out and enjoy it together. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing better than feeding your friends and feeding them something like fantastic, something that's not just you know, whatever you could find from the store or whatever you could order online, you know, like something that's really special that took time and, and see everyone appreciate it. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. When someone tells you like, this is delicious, like, and you know how much time went into that and yep. half the time you can cook half of it while they're hanging out. Like they come over a couple hours early and you're cooking and they can see what you're doing, you know, like totally. And that's a, that's, a, that's a lot of fun too. Yeah. Just the, the community aspect of like people learning and seeing and experiencing and tasting these like awesome you know recipes it's just a dude it's awesome I'm, I'm glad that you're into it too dude, so into it this is awesome i and the fact that you're doing that on tour is great too because it brings that whole uh dynamic together like you're out yeah. on the road together as a family cooking for you know like yep it was so cool man i mean yeah, I could go on about it forever, but it, it is it is awesome, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be bringing. I brought the Ranger because I had my, one of my buddies had my tailgater, but on this next tour that we do, I'll be bringing my tailgater because that I mean you could do a brisket on that thing. It's big enough to do a brisket. Um, you know, you could do fifty wings, or you could do you know whatever. I mean, you could do a bunch of stuff on there, so it'll be it'll be a good time. Dude, are you already planning out Super Bowl? Um, 
No, but naturally it just will be at my house. It will be at your house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to show up and I've just got a little, uh, like a pack of little Smokies. I'm like, there you go. I'm not cooking today, dude. (laughs) I'm off today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little little smoke. You should get one just to the little crock pots, the little small (laughs) ones with some barbecue sauce and little Smokies. Just have it on the counter, like in a couple bags of chips. It's the best I can do, fam. Sorry. And then whip out the brisket or whatever else you got going. And dude. Yep. You can have, have you experimented? This is totally still on barbecue, but you've experimented in making your own sausage or your own links. No, I really do want to do that. And I've talked to my, one of my buddies bought the house directly across the street from me and we both do the Traeger thing and Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time. And I haven't, um, you mean like buying the casing and like doing the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, but I want to. Okay. That's something to look into, man. Cause you can really creative. If you come through Portland soon, there's a, uh, a grocery store called Sheridan's fruit company and they have like 200 different kinds of sausage they make there they make like a chicken cordon bleu they make a they make a bon mi like a bon mi sandwich style sausage uh they they do elk they do everything i don't know how much game you do uh if you do it but like elk is fantastic um of course yeah elk backstrap is hard to be oh my god dude but yeah uh uh, I'll definitely swing through there. I mean, like if we're playing Portland, I've got the trigger with me. I'll come in and I'll buy one of every single sausage dude, they make. Or you dude. can hit me up and I'll I'll send you the list. They have a sausage list and I'll just okay. pick it up and bring it. Like it's it it'd be much easier that way probably. But like you could say, oh man, this looks great. This looks great. That way you don't have to deal with the whole because depending on where you're playing, it's in it's right. It's right on uh, right across the river from downtown. So it's it's close to wherever you'd be playing. But Bro, let's do it, man. You can list. come out with this girl together. And Dude. sausages, broth, like that whole thing, man. We can do that hot and fast. And yeah. I mean, we're talking 20 minutes for a whole batch of them, you know? Dude, it's it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. But uh yeah, man. I'm gonna have to hit you up on Traeger because that's oh, I just need to get in somewhere because I would I would be doing that every day I could. Like please post do. It up, please do, man. Post yeah. on socials, talk you? about it on the show, like uh i mean we have a lot of sponsors for the show but it's all like money <laughs> you know like yeah here you go here's a bunch of money well cool but how about this rad product like it's way cheaper yeah. for them to do that than to send money you know like uh, yeah totally oh man i'll uh, connect to you immediately i think you'll dude, you'll just love the people over there you know that's awesome that's awesome i appreciate that a lot and dude i appreciate you coming on the show man this is this is exactly what i was hoping for because when i heard you on john's show I, I hit him up because I was like, dude, I love Maddie's style as a guest. Like, you just have so much energy and, like, well-spoken and, and, and engaged. And I was like, I just listened to the whole thing. Like, I sat in my car. I got home, and there's 10 minutes left. I sat and finished it. Like, oh, that's, it was that's great. awesome, man. Thank so you. I was like, I got to talk to this dude. And that's where I, I love came from. doing these, dude. Like, this is just this is a blast for me, like, getting to connect with new people and talk about crazy stuff and, and like – most of my favorite podcasts, like we barely even touch on music. We just like go down the, the rabbit hole oh, of grilling and all that kind of stuff 100%. because I think people really do care, you know, like kind of what goes on behind the scenes, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're welcome back anytime. I'll shoot you an email after this. Um, Please do. And Please uh, do. yeah, I just really appreciate it, man. Time's valuable. And, and uh, you've just been really gracious with time and, and I'm so stoked that shows are coming back and you're getting back out there, man. That's the, that's the best part. So Bro, me too. Dewey, thank you so much for having me, man. And um, I, w- I would love to come back and I'd love to come out to Portland and grill with you sometime. And and we'll be close to Sasquatch. I'll have that dude come out and do something crazy for dude, us too. Hell yeah. We can do a part two live uh, while we're grilling. 
<laughs> awesome, dude. All <laughs> Sounds right. good, buddy. Okay, enjoy the rest of your night, buddy, and I'll, uh, I'll hit you up soon. You too, brother. Talk right. to you soon. See ya. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Maddie Mullins from Memphis Mayfire and learned a lot about barbecue and all kinds of things. The dude is fascinating and uh, has been a real help to the show. Uh, I really enjoyed having him on. I'd definitely have him on for a part two anytime. Uh, but go check out uh, Memphis Mayfire. Go check out their stuff if you haven't yet. Um, and check out, you know, follow Maddie on socials and you can find all his barbecue stuff. And uh, if you're into that thing, I know there's probably a lot of people in here that don't do the barbecue thing. Uh, but I just find it fascinating. It's just another skill, another another thing to obsess over, I guess. Um, and uh, at, at most times, it's delicious. So if you're into that, uh, hit up his socials. Uh, let him know we sent you. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So thank you guys for coming back week after week. I really appreciate it. Uh, I love seeing the numbers grow. Uh, and the the like I said in the beginning, the amount of emails have been staggering. So trying to keep up on, on answering all those uh, in a timely manner and in a uh what's the word i'm looking for in, a, in an effective way to where i'm actually uh able to respond with something meaningful versus hey thanks you know uh i hate it when people respond like that so uh definitely keep those coming and i'll keep plugging away at getting those back to you guys um, but thank you so much i love each and every one of you guys i, I say it every week and i mean it every week uh, we got a lot of amazing things coming up. We got the 12 days of peer pleasure coming up in December, just like last year, 12 episodes and 12 days leading up to Christmas uh, and a lot of banger episodes coming. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe, rate and review. If you can join the Facebook group, join the Twitch and join the premium service. Um, and that is at peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm and help us out. Keep the lights going and, and keep supporting the show. And always, always word of mouth is the best. So tell a friend, tell 10 friends. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate all your guys' help and that you guys listen every week. So, uh, as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.